0: I'm Phil Razor. He's Nate McBride. Nate, how we doing? Oh,
1: buddy. Oh, let's just say I just watched a bunch of dipshits shit away a series.
0: Yeah, you know what? There's been a lot of that uh, going around right now. But Before we get into it, though... It's a
1: pandemic.
0: <laughs> it's, an, it's an epidemic, I believe, is what you meant to say.
1: No, this is a pandemic.
0: Oh, okay, well, that's fair.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, before we get started, though, we would be remiss. This is a beer podcast, boys. Beer and sports. Beer and soup. Doug Glatt. Beer and soup. Beer and soup. soup um, beer. What are we sipping on tonight, buddy?
1: Ooh, I got a little uh, Texan original Shiner Bock. A Little Shiner Bock beer. We love this stuff.
0: Mm, I am having a new Belgium Voodoo Ranger. Ooh. Even though uh, the Rangers are down two-one, but we'll get to that.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's a whole other story.
0: But we'll, yeah, let's
1: let's get to let's get to the matter at hand
0: here. Let's start off with the series that has the most controversy of any series so far. And that is Colorado-St. Louis. So, for the listeners that may, maybe you aren't a fan of one of those two teams, you're just following your team to get you caught up. Uh, Nazem Kadri had probably the season of his career. But for those that don't know... One
1: real gonger of a season.
0: Phenomenal season. And he um, is definitely a guy that's been prone to having the wires cross. And he gets that Tom Wilson, that Brad Marchand treatment from the NHL. Um, he's cost himself a lot of money with, with reckless play over the years. He, was,
1: he would definitely uh, come up in... He, he will definitely come up in our one of our postseason conversations of the biggest rats in the league. Yeah.
0: And one of the big things in the series that, that has happened so far... Um, so, obviously, the Kadri hit on Falk last year is kind of what set it off. Yeah. And Bennington obviously holds a very heavy grudge against Kadri. And, you know, Kadri got run by Rosen, and he hit Bennington. Now from all the professionals I listen to talk about this play, Rosen took him into Bennington. Yeah. But obviously Bennington's not going to give a shit about that. And so there's a lot of bad blood. And Kadri was actually giving a a post-game interview and Bennington threw a water bottle at him. And you could hear Kadri like kind of pause and he like didn't want to throw him under the bus entirely. But you could hear him like, I think Bennington just threw a water bottle at me. And there's been a lot of bad blood. Now and this is unfortunate for Blues fans, I, I feel for you Bennington got hurt. He's now out for the rest of playoffs. Huso's back in. He had a good regular season. In fact, he took Bennington's job from him. Bennington won that franchise their only cup by standing on his head. and he lost the job this year, and then he comes back and he ignites this team to a first-round you know, series win. and then he gets hurt. Now Huso's back, and he, he looks shaky. He looked shaky when he came in. He looked like he he wasn't ready and he looked like he was nervous like, "Oh, I already lost my job and now I'm the guy again." And you could kind of see his brain working as, as the game progressed.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, when I mean, you got taken out in the Minnesota series, it was shown that your, you know, the confidence in you wasn't there. And now the team only came to you out of necessity. So, yeah, I would definitely say that you're not, you know, to be he wasn't ready for that stage, and it showed, and that's why we now have a 2-1 Colorado lead in the series.
0: And uh, as we're recording this, that, that game is going on live, um, so by the time you guys all hear this, it'll be a different story.
1: You'll know the outcome. Yes. We're still waiting for
0: it. Yes. Um, this series, though, also, man, with as good as and I will pump Kale McCarr's tires to the end of the world, but his D partner, Dan Gerard, um suffered a broken sternum. On yeah, a hit.
1: that was a that was a gnarly hit. Clean, but gnarly.
0: Yeah, Barbusha, Barbusha, whatever. Um, he's a wrecking ball. He has been a wrecking ball. Ask any fan of a team that's watched their team play St. Louis in playoffs. The dude just crushes people. It wasn't dirty, and it's it's unfortunate.
1: We're gonna get a lot of grief for that, but it it was not dirty, and you can listen to a lot of other people out there. A lot of people that are. I would say maybe just a little more knowledgeable on the subject that sure. have said the same.
0: Yeah, and a, a lot of the hockey outlets I take in, not one person has said that they thought it, w- it was a it was a danger or it was a um, a dirty hit. Could it have been a two minute charging? Yeah, they sure. could have given him a two minute charging. Sure, it's certainly not a game misconduct. No, it's not this crazy shit that ABS fans want. And Avs fans, I have had the Colorado Avalanche as my Cup champion. On every podcast I do, all season long. And I have him here too. Mm -hmm. And I think Gerard being out is going to suck, but this team is a fucking wagon.
1: It's one piece of a larger puzzle where you still have a lot of pieces in place. So, quit your bitching. You're in a lot better position than some of these other teams in the playoffs.
0: What would you say right now, in this series, has been the... Well, Ben... Aside from Bennington being out, who would you say has been the biggest X factor so far, Nate?
1: Well, um, buddy, I got to say in this, in this, he might be in slightly negative X factor for okay. me. Darcy Kemper has been just okay, okay for me in this series. I mean, he's... We're we're watching this game 4 right now. He's already let up one game, already let up one goal. Yeah. Not a great goal either. And he's and you know, a 926 save percentage in the playoffs. Yeah. He's just it's a little underwhelming for me. Okay. Um the but, kemper, the kemper. Yeah. But also I'd say Miko Rotinen has been a huge X-factor for Colorado on this one, which is nine with his nine apples.
0: Yeah, I would say um, you could pick any number of guys for Colorado. Uh, and, and honestly, you know, Nate Dogg, Nathan McKinnon could have a 5.9 in the blink of an eye. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that can happen anytime, honestly. And this is not to get off topic from the series, but definitely a fun topic to discuss. When you say, you ask me, Nate, who are my three best players in the league? I think two of them play for Colorado. I think, it, I think it's McJesus. I think it's Carol McCartney. I think it's Nathan McKinnon. And you've got Dreisaitl right there. That's two teams with the four best players in the league, in my opinion.
1: I, I don't think you're wrong.
0: Either. You know, like there are other guys you could talk about, but if you give me like a Sidney Crosby you're living in the past, and that's great. Sid's the biggest legend in the game right now. Yeah. 100%.
1: Johnny Gaudreau, like Johnny Hammond Cheese, like he's, he's ah, up there. He's up there, but he's not quite. Austin
0: Matthews is right there, too. Yeah. I think Austin Matthews, you could argue, is top three, and Toronto fans will say he's the best player in the league. He's arguably the best scorer in the league, along with Ovi right now. But overall game, he doesn't impact the game the way Connor McDavid does or Nathan McKinnon does, in my opinion. No. I think he's an ultimate X factor. I think he's one of the best players in the league. And I'll put Austin Matthews at five. But I'll I don't, tell
1: you, I'll tell you real quick, I got a sneaky one to throw in there. Yeah. Sebastian Ajo.
0: I think Sebastian Ajo is in that second tier. I definitely think he is a top 10 player in the league. I think the
1: way that he's stepping up in this playoffs for his team is really
0: Yeah, it's is, fair. is
1: is slowly bringing him up into that um into that first tier.
0: Yeah. yeah. I would like to see Sebastian Ajo... Over the course of 82 games, put up 110 plus points one time. That's just not their style.
1: It's not. It's not. That's it's, not. That's not, the, that's not the. That's not the metropolitan way. It's.
0: It's what hinders guys like him, guys like Matt Barzal, from ever putting up insane numbers. Is their their team style of play? You know, because guys like Jake Gensel benefit from playing, you know, on lines with Sid or on you know on lines with Evgeny Malkin, where you know guys benefit heavily from playing with Ov because all the attention goes to Ov. It's a little different. Um, for Aho, in that his, the team doesn't really have a superstar in their front twelve, if you will, like other guys do. He is the superstar. They have twelve guys that play for a common purpose, and which is what makes them so dangerous. Exactly. So yeah, no, I agree Exactly. I agree with you 100. Um, percent Let's go to the St. Louis side of this. Yes. So Please. O'Reilly has seven goals. David Perron is having a playoffs man. Eight, eight talks. Is eight talks three eight, in the series? Yeah,
1: this guy is just literally going the fuck off right yeah. now. Yeah, it's between it. It is literally the Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron show for St. Louis because between the two of them, they have fifteen goals in the playoffs.
0: Where the hell has Tarasenko been? I uh, yeah, I mean,
1: this is a guy that demands money out the fucking ass, and yet. Here we are in the playoffs, and I think he's got maybe one goal, and it was an empty netter.
0: Yeah. He's been borderline invisible. Um, I haven't really heard a lot of Colton Pareko in this series, and I think St. Louis is going to really struggle without Bennington, but they're also struggling majorly with any kind of cohesiveness as an offensive unit against Colorado right now. I think they're struggling to sit down, settle down, hold possession of the puck for 30 to 60 seconds, work the puck around, get a few shots off, wear that Avs decor down. And I don't really see them doing that.
1: They're not because uh, just as a complete, you know, for, as a complete offensive and defensive unit, there's just so many newer faces in there because they've sustained so many injuries in this playoffs already. Yeah, You've got guys that are, you've got, literal you know AHO guys playing in these playoffs and yeah. that doesn't bode well for the outcome of the series for you now granted the fact that you got a game in Colorado means a hell of a lot
0: yeah no it does and that, but then they pissed it away by losing at the Enterprise Center in game three exactly no yeah they should probably be down three nothing right now um not to do like a redo of our predictions I would not surprise me if this ended in five. I don't see it going past six right now though
1: no I don't either
0: I they do. might they might get game four but I think Colorado would take game five and then I think Colorado would wrap it up in st. Louis
1: yeah and the and the Bennington hit definitely impacts this yeah impacts the outcome of this series and how long this goes so yeah I could five to six I think is a safe bet
0: yeah it's unfortunate because st. Louis uh they're a gritty team they clog this under the ice they really make you work hard for everything you get yeah but Colorado's just too talented right now
1: they really are, and they're still just firing on all cylinders. The the extended break didn't have a negative effect on them. It may have so had a positive effect this year. It really has, and who knows? They may not have to wait that long for their next opponent. We don't know, but they may not have to sit and wait that long in this mm. when it comes to their next series. So,
0: how healthy is Nick Luddy right now? For St. Louis, like, there's a lot of questions going on.
1: There's a lot of... There's two... I think there's too many question marks for them to be able to make it past the avalanche.
0: I agree. I agree. So, Blues fans, come at us on Twitter, at Beerly Hockey, if you don't like the takes. Love it. Love the transition. By all means, come at us. Speaking of transitions, um, just a quick sidebar when it comes to social media. Nate and I also do the Small Market Insecurities podcast. Sidebar. If you want to talk about more than just hockey, we talk about... All of your favorite small market franchises, so go over there. Give us a follow on Twitter, it's at small marketins, Instagram, Small Market Insecurities, and TikTok, Small MKT Insecurities, Small Market Insecurities there as well. Let's hop over to the other series out west. Everybody loves talking about it. About it the, the, the Battle of Alberta, the bird of beef.
1: Another gong show. Oh, dude. Another gong show. but
0: From the get-go, Matthew Kachuk and Milan Luchas have been throwing their bodies around.
1: Yeah, it's been. Just
0: like we thought. Zach Cassian throwing his body around everywhere for Edmonton. Evander Kane, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl's playing through something. But oh, for sure. McDavid has 23 points already in these playoffs. Like, dude, come on. He's a fucking monster.
1: He's yeah. There's something like one of his legs ain't working right, and the and the fact that he's still just absolutely raking in points for your team is unreal. Twenty three points.
0: We have to talk about we have to talk about game one. Just to just to go back, and I know it happened a few days ago. Six
1: to nine. Nice. Nice. <laughs>
0: well, it was five one Calgary. Then it was six two. And I'm watching it, but I'm like, maybe I'll watch a movie because I don't really want to watch Calgary win like nine two because like that's boring. Yeah. I start scrolling through TikTok for ten minutes, look back up, it is six four, and I'm like, okay, we got a game. Then it was six six.
1: You're like, we got a fucking real game.
0: Here. And then and then Calgary decided that you know, fifteen goals was perfect, and uh, if you took the under, you're a sucker. But. After that though Life's
1: too short to take the under. So just remember
0: that. <laughs> after that Calgary has put up three and one respectively Edmonton has a two-1 lead going into game four which will be tonight as you guys hear this on Tuesday um what's been your biggest you know what I think my biggest thing is Markstrom hasn't looked by him like himself or Calgary no given up six five and four this is a guy that was leading the NHL in shutouts at one point this year. I don't know if he finished with it but he was he had like eight in the first like 40 games. And I was really expecting Markstrom to put up better numbers than this. I'm not gonna entirely put it on him though. I'm gonna put it on the Flames the Flames Blue Line.
1: Yeah, it is it has been drastically underperforming, and that is not good. Not good at all. When you've got Anderson with like a minus two, Zadorov with a minus one, good Branson minus one, Hannafin minus one. That's not a good sign. Like these no. are not, like guys are on the ice when Bucks are getting scored.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, also, Game 3, Evander Kane, hat trick, 10, 10 tucks in playoffs for Evander Kane. Uh, would you have bet on it?
1: <laughs> that would not be a bet that I would make, nor a bet that I would make that he would score all three of them in one period.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a natural hat trick. He did all three consecutively, which is the second natural hat trick in playoffs this year, which is bananas, because Tarasenko had one, too. Yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, I've been watching hockey a long time. I think I've maybe seen one in a game live. I've seen plenty of hat-tricks. I think I've seen one natural hat-trick live, whether on TV or in person. I've been to well yeah. over 200 Blue Jackets games. I,
1: yeah, I didn't watch that game, so I didn't see it. But, man, it's – yeah, I'm, I'm really shocked by Calgary. I thought they might be able to kind of walk through this thing.
0: I don't, I didn't think Calgary would walk through it. I think Edmonton has a very similar playoff history as Toronto does right now. Toronto, obviously a very storied franchise. And, you know, they fought tooth and nail to the end against Tampa, but lost in seven, as we all know. Edmonton, since they won their four consecutive cups with, with the great one, nothing. Um, you know, fuck you, NHL, for forcing Wayne to have to go to L.A. Um, but or Cal- er, not Calgary, Edmonton has kind of been that franchise. Like, they've been good. And they're in playoffs most years. Like, in the bubble year, they get knocked out by the 12 seed. Yeah. And McDavid puts up stupid numbers. But once again, they don't give him any decor help. Last offseason, they let Cody Bear walk to Carolina, and they bring in Duncan Keith. Like, guys, this team does not prioritize the blue line. At least the old regime didn't. Now they have a new regime. They need to go after top blue line players. And I don't mean Tyson Berries. He's an offensive defenseman. They need guys like, I'm trying to think of like a, like a perfect example, like a Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman's incredible going forward. He's one of Norris. Yeah. He's also incredible skating backwards and will put you in the boards and win the puck back. I don't see that grittiness, that toughness with Edmonton on the blue line that I see with teams that win cups. No. You know? And, you're. I mean, maybe you get lucky with a 40-year-old Mike Smith and, you know, you steal a few series. Maybe you win a cup with it. You know? Who knows? But them going forward, they're one of the best teams in the league. When the other team has possession of the puck, they're average at best. I would agree
1: with that. Like they just they are a terrible blue line team. They're not good in the defensive end. When they I watched I've watched some of these series and they look inept when they're sitting back there on defense. Now there are times when they feel like they want to actually play competent defense and it's like where is this you know 100% of the time yeah but at you know and again Mike Smith can get you a couple of games I feel like in a series of you know he's not going to get you a sweep he's not like he's not the type of tender that's going to get you a sweep no oh. he's going to he's going to lose some games now the question is can he win more than he loses
0: could you defend long enough to make him look better than he is that yeah. um One big stat that I love in playoffs, and people that don't love hockey always joke, like, oh, you hockey fans are all about grit and this and that and blah, blah, blah. We do love grit. It's true. But that being said, I think a telling stat on if a team will win a playoff series are blocked shots. If you want to see the definition of a gong show, which for the listeners that don't know what gong show is, it's a shit show. In hockey, we call it a gonger or a gong show. In game three, Calgary blocked six shots. Edmonton blocked 18.
1: Yeah, that's a... uh, That's
0: the heart. That's the kind of shit we're watching the end of that, you know, Tampa-Florida game tonight. You have Sergeyev back there basically playing as a second goalie, which I know you don't love that he can stay on the line and do that. That being said, though, that's what teams that win cups do.
1: I mean, I get it. No, I realize like, that's what you do, and that's the sacrifice that you make to, to get that win. And, and the circuit, we'll, we'll get to the circuit, circuit case yeah, yeah. later on. But yes, 100%. The sign of a team that's going to win a cup is a, is a team that will sacrifice the body to block shots, to, you know, get, you know, relieve some pressure off their tender. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing, is take those shots away from hitting the goal.
0: Not every puck should make it through to the tendy. No. In in this game, just breaking down the numbers, by the way, they were combined to 0 of 9 on the power play. So there were no power play goals. Uh, 38 hits to Edmonton to 36 to Calgary. Okay. I, I expect that. Yes. I expect there to be a metric fuck ton of hits.
1: It's going to be a hard-hitting series.
0: In, in between two teams that, you know, they're three hours apart, fan bases hate each other, teams hate each other, You know, and last year when they had the All-Canadian Division for the entire season, which I don't really know how to put that into words other than it'd be like, you know, having the top six college football teams just play each other twice a year and that's it. Yeah. The hatred is is so high when you have, you know, you're playing the Battle of Alberta eight, nine times because there's only seven teams up there.
1: It'd be like, yeah, it it would be like playing the Ohio State-Michigan game you know, four or five times on your schedule.
0: Exactly. And that's what I think
1: It'd be like it'd be like the Iron Bowl four times on your schedule.
0: Yep. And they did it nine times last year. So that is all going to carry over into this season. Yep. You know, they're very familiar with each other. They're both potential cup contenders. I think it's tough to get past the Colorado, but doesn't mean they couldn't beat him in a seven game series because they sure can. Absolutely. This is the National Hockey League after all. But right now Edmonton has that that grit it whatever you want to call it factor that I don't see in Calgary.
1: I think it's just I I think it's temporary. I'm still riding with Calgary in this series. I think they're I hate to say it, I think they took a nap the past couple games, and I'm hoping that they're going to come back game four in Edmonton, try to steal that one, and then head home and take a 3-2 series lead. When you, and you know, go try to get a 3-2 series lead in game five, then go to game six at Edmonton. Maybe try to steal that one. I don't know. Maybe you take a nap.
0: Oh, I think this is going seven no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Unless Calgary shits the bed in game in game four, if Edmonton's up three one, it's not going seven. I think I think it goes six if Edmonton
1: goes up. 3-1. Yeah, because
0: I, I don't think I don't think Calgary loses it at home, but I don't think they win it. I don't think they go to Edmonton and win.
1: No, I don't think so either. not but, not, not, not not in a clinching game six.
0: There's also so many young stars in the, in, in this series, like where's Johnny Goudreau going to be next year? Matthew Kachuk had a breakout year this year. I mean, there's just so many. Whether you love him or not, because it's funny, because Goudreau and Kachuk are a juxtaposition of each other. Yeah. It's impossible to hate ham and cheese, but it's impossible to love Matthew Kachuk.
1: You know, I just want to throw this out there. You know, obviously love the fact that brother Brady is out there supporting Matthew. Like, that is is great. That's good brotherly love.
0: It's a hockey family, man.
1: Do you think... There's a chance Matthew ever leaves and goes and plays in Ottawa.
0: I think there's a better chance that Brady ends up in Calgary. You think so? He's their captain, but I also think Brady could captain a lot of teams in the NHL. And I think Calgary's more set to win. Ottawa's an inept franchise, man.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Calgary's not. Calgary's not inept. I mean, they've only won one cup. It's been 30-plus years. They're not inept, though.
1: You don't think they're going to have to give up the barn to try to get... Or do, you think, or do you think Brady just goes in, like, you know, goes as
0: a free agent? Maybe. Or, you know, trade me to Calgary. I mean, I don't, you get a haul for him. Um, I don't think Johnny Goudreau ends up in Calgary next year.
1: I don't think so either. He's an
0: American. I think he wants to come back to America somewhere. Um, and I have a few ideas of where he goes, but we'll get into that in the offseason kind of discussions. When we're in more of a dead time.
1: I can't wait till, I can't wait for a free agency to open up, man. It's just, that's like the most fun like first week. Oh,
0: dude, it's a blast. So, um, the Battle of Alberta has lived up to the physical nature that we all thought it was going to. I love it. If you're not watching the series, folks... You're a fucking Tune, loser. T- tune loser. in. Loser. Tune in. Tune
1: in, you fucking loser. You hoser. Yeah, Hoser, that's much better.
0: Let's go over to the Eastern Conference, shall we? go East, eh,
1: buddy.
0: The Carolina Hurricanes got a 2-1 lead on the New York Rangers. Nate, I'm going to toss it over to you. Toss it to me. Just looking at the scores. Carolina beat them 2-1 in Game 1. 2-0 in Game 2. And the Rangers won 3-1 over Carolina at MSG um, uh, Sunday. First of all, this is exactly what we thought. Gritty, low scoring. Shosturkin standing on his fucking head for New York. As always. Yep. Now, my question to you, like I said 10 seconds ago, is there a way the Rags win this? Uh, I'm just going to go right to the point.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, you're going to have, you have to steal something in Carolina. That's the only
0: way. Well, yeah. They, I mean, they do that. They have to do that anyways. Can they?
1: can they that's the bigger question um i got to say i don't hate the defense and the goaltending for um the, the rangers the rangers
0: no dude you got guys like adam fox adam fox Jurk is a heart finalist this year yep
1: and jacob truba
0: jacob Truba's is a stud he's been he's
1: been out there whenever revo's in there you, you know he's a dominating presence i don't hate their blue line it's, and, and uh, their first two, their first two off, or first, yeah, their first two forward lines are great. It's the second two that just I don't see much out
0: of. It's not good. So, like, I get why Revo played in their first series. Set the tone. For sure. You know, you're playing Pittsburgh, it's old team. I get it. He can't be in the lineup. No who from Carolina is going to beat your ass? No one. You need to run 12 12 skilled forwards out there. Because right now you're basically playing 11 and 7. Yeah. So, you know, and some teams do that in playoffs. They do 11 forward, 7 D-man. Okay, if you're that worried about it, go for it. I would never be a proponent of that. But some teams do it. I think Carolina is so strong top to bottom. And like I, like I alluded to earlier, they play a very cohesive style of hockey where you don't have to have the most talented players. You don't need a McDavid and a Dreisaitl in Carolina. You have, you have an Ajo. You have a couple other guys that are great, you know, pro-check guys like that. They score. This team defends their bag off, whether it be forwards or D-men. And they lay it all on the line, and they make it miserable to play against them. And Boston has enough skill where they made it interesting. Outside of Artemi Panarin, look at the guys in the Rangers. Capo Caco's been a disappointment. Lafreniere's young. I'll give him a pass. Yeah. Capo Caco's done nothing what everybody thought he was going to be.
1: Yeah, not great.
0: And you just look up and down that, that lineup and you're like, where's it going to come from? Zuccarello, or not, sorry, uh, Zabanajad and Chris Kreider are freaks. Okay? Your top line is, is insane. It is. It's insane. Kreider, you know, potted 50, 50 goals this year. Phenomenal player. But, I, Zuccarello, I'm an idiot. Zabanejad, Panarin, and Kreider. Outside of that, man, I'm just like, where's it coming from?
1: It's, it, that's the thing. It's not. It's not coming from anywhere. Again, Lafreniere, you give a pass to because he's a young guy. Um, but other than that, you know.
0: Tyler Mott. Top, Tyler Mott scored.
1: Andrew, yeah, Tyler Mott. Got, Tyler
0: Mott got his first goal in the playoffs. Andrew Kopp Where the fuck are you? Yeah.
1: That's a guy that should be that's a guy that you're relying on to put some goals in the net. Frank Vetrano absent. Yeah. Absent. That's a guy that you really need to be producing in the playoffs. Mhm. But he's not there. Strom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Strom's been invisible at times. For sure. This series has had a lot of goals, so like I'm not putting a lot of onus on necessarily like on the amount of goals scored. Like Edmonton and Calgary is a shit show. Just goals everywhere. Yeah. This this series is a little different. Um I will say though, we talk about hits and blocks, man. The Rangers lead and all that. But I think the other reason the Rangers lead in a lot of those categories is because Carolina has them on their heels. A majority of the time. Carolina blocks a shit ton of shots, too. And they, they lay some hits. Now, for the record, you talk about physical series. We said 38-36 to for the hits. Battle of Alberta. Game three here, it was 23-17, Rangers to Hurricanes. Yeah. You, you could tell. These guys are in the Metro together. So, there's. I mean, there might be a little bad blood.
1: Just a little. A
0: little. But it, it's more from familiarity and just being annoyed with ways certain guys play against you. It's not the Battle of Alberta. Which is why that lack of intensity, I think, favors the Hurricanes. If this was the Rangers playing the Islanders, this series would look the same way. Yeah. You know, if it was them playing the Devils, it would look the same way. Maybe like a Montreal or a Toronto. They're playing a team that they don't really have a lot of history with. And it doesn't mean, I'm not saying the series is bad. It's just exactly what we thought it'd be. Gritty, low-scoring hockey.
1: Yeah. It's defensive battles. It's, you know, not a lot of goals scored. It's goalies standing on their heads when they're at home.
0: Dump and chase, dig pucks out of a corner, work the puck around, find a shot. Yep. If you could find a shot. Yeah. Yep. A lot of active sticks. So maybe, maybe we get one over in this series, but honestly, take the under in this because, I mean. <laughs> They have not done anything to prove that you should take the over in this series.
1: No, wait until we get to like some game five and six, and then maybe I start looking at some overs. But we'll see what you know, because they may they may start pushing those lower, and these teams will start getting more comfortable with each other.
0: Yeah, the des- the desperation sets in. Mm-hmm. So no, that, I mean that's totally fair. Uh, I think we're gonna see the Canes, and we're gonna see the Canes in. Whew. Man. I, I...
1: I, I'll, I'll, part, go, part, I'll,
0: I'll go six to seven. Part of me wants to just say five.
1: I don't think they get it done in five. I think it's six. I
0: think if they win Game Four, it's over in five.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. It's
0: entirely contingent on how the how the Rangers come out for Game Four.
1: Yeah. If if, the, if the Carolina can win Game Four, then this series is done in five.
0: Yeah, they're going to go to Raleigh. That place is going to be an electric factory.
1: Yes. Whew. Yes, I mean either way, it's going to be an electric factory. But you give that team, you bring that team back up three one, and it's a clinching game. I'm sorry that you're if you're New York, that's that's a recipe for disaster.
0: Good night, Jim Kite. Yeah, no, that's fair. You are
1: you are out of here.
0: Later. Um, I'm trying to figure out, and I'm looking at it here. Yeah. There's not really a whole lot I want to go over in this series. Let's just hop over to the one that just ended, because we got a lot to talk about here. Um, The SoFlo Showdown lived up to 0.0% of the hype as the Florida Panthers went full Amber Heard and shit the bed as they lost in a clean sweep to Tampa. They're showing uh, some Vazzy highlights up there. Vazzy is the most important player for the Lightning, and I bet a lot of our listeners think we love to just talk about goaltenders I don't think people realize how important they are in playoffs. If, if you 49 have, saves tonight in the series clincher. Yeah. For the big cat.
1: He had a shutout in this. Six shutouts in this last seven game clinching. Ser-
0: series, series, series clinching, game clinching and, games. And the one goal was the last round against Toronto. That's one goal. One goal in his last seven Two, series clinching games.
1: 200 shots saved. And he's led in one goal that's a ninety nine point five save percentage
0: I mean I mean honestly the last i the last series clincher that he didn't show up in was against the blue dragons yeah every other series clincher he just dominates
1: he is he has destroyed teams
0: I, I I'm going to go on a limb and say it Shosturkin can be up for the heart and he could win the Vezina this year or give it to markstrom and calgary i I don't fucking care Andre Vasilevsky is the best goaltender on planet earth
1: if the if big big ass fucking if if the Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup this year, Andre Vasilevsky is your Stanley is your playoff MVP.
0: The con Smythe, yes, yeah, he's the Con Smythe winner, one hundred percent,
1: one hundred and fifty percent, because he will be the reason that this team wins the Stanley Cup.
0: There, this and the Lightning, the Lightning that we've watched the last two seasons, even the season that they got swept by Columbus. Now nah, you know, let to throw it out a couple times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that team was high flying. They scored a metric shit ton of goals. They lost a lot of guys to free agency, which is what happens when you win cups. Yes. Because teams will overpay for guys that have hoisted Lord Lord Stanley's Cup. So, guys like Blake Coleman, out, you know? Um, who else was there that left? I can't think of his name. Well, I mean, the, and then the Kraken.
1: Well, um,
0: Yanni so, Gord. Yanni Gord, thank yeah, you.
1: Yeah, taken in the expansion draft.
0: Yeah, you're going to, and, you know, Braden points out injured. You're going to have guys that leave in free agency on teams that win cups, and you're going to have guys that get hurt. And they're still finding a way to win, but they're not winning 5-5-1. Five, five, no. They used to blow teams out all up and down.
1: It's all close games. It's
0: all 2-1. 1-0. 3-1.
1: Here's my question for you. That's true. All right. Obviously, yes, you just said it. Teams will overpay for guys that have hoisted Lord Stanley. Yeah. Does somebody overpay enough to get Vazzy out of there?
0: Fuck no, because I think they'll pay him.
1: You think you think you think Tampa will match anything? I
0: think by the time it's all said and done, he's going to be in the same category as Martin Brodeur.
1: I, I can see that. And a guy that spends his entire career with one franchise.
0: I think Brodeur bounced around at the end, but yeah, yeah. I think he ended in like St. Louis, but yeah. yeah, maybe maybe when Vassy's thirty eight, he's playing in his retirement city of choice. You know, he's the Anaheim Ducks goaltender. Right. He's earned that right. He's won two cups. He'll probably win three or four by the time he's out of there which would not be if you can
1: here's my thing there's just I feel like there, there's no way that you can keep enough of those guys around
0: Um, I think if you're asking me right now
1: because you've got the, you've got a Stammer a Kucherov, a Hedman Stammer,
0: Stammer's coming up at the end of the road though like Stammer's not going to be as effective every year that goes by is one year closer to Stamkos being a third liner
1: same as Hedman
0: now, he- defensemen can play it for a long time. I'm talking forwards only because your speed eventually gives out. True. Um, guys like Andre Pallott. Guys like Braden Point. Guys like Alex Calorn. You know?
1: Alex Calorn's getting out there, too. He is.
0: And I'm, those are the guys I, I think maybe... Because like, I think Kucherov's there as long as he wants. I think Point's there as long as they want him there. Excuse me. They find guys like Ross Colton out of nowhere... Mm-hmm. And they go in and produce. Um, Nick Paul might be the best. I mean, I, you know, Claude Giroux was looking like the best. What happened to Tyler Johnson out of there? I don't remember what happened to him. Um, he was
1: because he's he was a guy that always produced for them in the playoffs. Too. Yeah,
0: he was. Um, but you know, Ryan McDonough's getting up there in age on their blue line too. Yeah. But you, I, Jesus, I still, Jesus man, Ryan McDonough. I still think they're going to have the nucleus. And they'll fill in parts around it, kind of like what super dominant NFL teams do.
1: Okay, have you name name me an NHL team that's done something like that? The
0: Red Wings in the nineties. Okay, they keep the nucleus and they bring in new guys to help win cups. Um, it, it's a little tougher in 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 hockey. It um,
1: is. It is hundred percent. Because
0: because the, there's less guys on the team, so if they want to get paid, they leave. Because the hometown discount doesn't mean as much when you've hoisted the cup twice. Yep. Um, you know, Exhibit A, playoff hero for the Penguins, Nick Benino, man, heads to Nashville. Okay. I get it. Yeah. The Penguins just paid by Brian Russ today. Brian Rust makes five million dollars a year. Playoff legend. Yeah that dude scores the biggest goals in that franchise's history half the time. Yeah. And that's not a name you think about. Because that's what playoffs are all about. That's what keeping the Nucleus exactly. together is. The Nucleus together is guys like Brian Rust. The Nucleus together are guys like Braden Point. The Nucleus is not Stephen Stamkos right. at, at that age. You're right. Which he was, he, he's been the Nucleus. By the time they're ready to fully compete and rebuild again, he won't be a part of that. That's, I guess, Very true. I guess what I'm getting at. Yeah. McDonough won't be a part of that.
1: But let's, okay, let's, let's hop off Tampa. We can talk about that, but let's, let's talk about the real disappointment. Of this, uh, of this series. Yeah. I mean, Florida, I like, didn't even look competitive in this. I mean, first of all, there's game two that absolutely, I think, sealed the fate for the Florida Panthers in this series with that Mackenzie McKenzie we- Wing, Mackenzie Weger, brain dead, brain fart, brain dead, just absolute botard move in a game. You are an NHL player, my guy, and I think you just cost yourself a roster spot on that team.
0: I don't. I mean, well, we'll see how the postseason of, or season evaluations go, like after the season, not playoff review. He was a great player for them, without a doubt. But my
1: guy, that was a just awful, awful play that cost you.
0: I I think that play cost you the series. If you're gonna pinch down like that, you got to keep your stick on the ice. Didn't keep a stick on the ice. You know, bam. Goal with three seconds left for Tampa to go up 2-0. Um, I also think it's bullshit that uh, the Kane Brown concert caused a back-to-back. There should never be a back-to-back in playoffs. That was
1: absolute bullshit.
0: There should never be back-to-backs in playoffs. That's fucking egregious.
1: That's, that's, that's Bush League.
0: Um, I
1: don't care if you gave the guys an extra, like, two days
0: off. If we're going to give a country music, you know, superstar... If, if we're going to give them the arena to force a back-to-back, at least make it be like George Strait, you know? Yeah. Like, Kane Brown is just pop, masquerading his country that people get drunk and go watch. Either, anyways. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: Mr. Conway Twitty. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> perfect. Um,
0: you say goodbye. Ba- Barkoff didn't show up. Huberto didn't show up. Uh, Ekblad was invisible or taking penalties. Wieger was awful. My only player...
1: You could you can make this
0: a Mad Libs. You can make that literally a Mad Libs quote and just say,
1: insert Florida Panthers player.
0: Two and a half players for me that showed up for Florida. Carter Verhege. Carter Verhege was number one. Number two was Sergey Bobrovsky. Actually played really well, in my opinion. And two and a half is Claude Giroux. But the this series was over tonight we would watch them on the power play tied 0-0 in the third period nobody wanted to take the shot
1: nobody wanted to take the shot ever this this team i mean look well done getting the president's trophy this year you di- you did it good job you scored a lot of goals along the way but where the fuck did you go when as soon as this playoff started i mean you barely made it by you barely made it by Washington and then as soon as you got up against Tampa a team that you should have easily crushed in this series you shit the bed i mean absolutely shit the bed from top to bottom and yeah i know you said bob had some good games i think also bob had some not so good games in this series well i realize that you're only letting up one goal two goals
0: maybe but Tonight, Bob gave up one goal, and the goal was a fluke. Patrick Maroon reaches over him, because Maroon is a fucking yeah, mongoloid Neanderthal.
1: He is a Neanderthal.
0: And he reaches over, that fucking troglodyte, and he reaches over, and he smacks the puck over your head below the you know, below the crossbar, so it's not Bob's fault. No. And then Bob accidentally backs the puck into the net because he doesn't know where it is. It was a fluke play. And then Tampa gets an empty netter, and it's 2-0, series over. That game should have been nothing, nothing going to overtime. It, it but w- once again, Andre Vasilevsky, forty-nine saves. Um, but to go back to Bob, all right, he gave up four in game one. Okay, he fine.
1: Score, Florida scored three goals in this entire series.
0: Yeah, he gave up two in a game in the game two loss. He was incredible in that game. And no, he was imp- he, oh
1: Bob, you mean yeah, yeah, Bob. and
0: then and then he was incredible again tonight. Two again tonight, yeah. And I'm not saying that as a as a former Jackets Homer because Bob was awful in playoffs for us more often than not, three to four goals a night when he'd win the Vezda, and you're like, who are you? But I I don't blame Bob for anything in this no, series.
1: No, I don't put the, I don't put the blame on him. I really don't. I it's it's everything in front of him was just inept. It was yeah. completely inept, and I don't know if it was your coach who was just.
0: Yeah, Burnett's been. You know.
1: I mean he he looked like he was. He looked like he was literally pissing himself. He looked every lost time. every time the camera was on him. He looked like he was pissing himself lost.
0: Let's throw it out there, the Panthers fans, because now that the season's over, we can transition into the. I was we had some coaches talk to do, so Peter DeBoer out in Vegas, and Barry Trots out with the Isles. Oh. I think those pe- are
1: two really good options for I him there. I think Peter
0: DeBoer would be incredible in Florida because I think his style makes the most sense.
1: A hundred percent, man. That that the way that he ran that Vegas team, mm-hmm. that would be your ideal situation. Yeah. Barry Trotz is not. I don't think Barry Trotz is the guy that you want down there.
0: No, I I, I agree. I think Barry Trotz should take over like a Dallas, but a, a team that plays that gritty style. They don't have to be overly sexy. You just gotta be able to score three goals and give up two. That's yeah. his style.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I, I get that.
0: I think that would be a good fit for them. Um, I also Dallas is really Dallas doesn't have that many offensive superstars, like Tyler Sagan, kind of. They don't really have those guys, it's just a bunch of gritty dudes. Yeah. So I think that would be a good fit for them because I think superstars are hindered too much under trots. Now, the counter to that. Alexander Ovechkin. Alexander Ovechkin is beyond superstar status. Alexander Ovechkin is probably going to score 1,000 goals and overtake Wayne Gretzky's 894 all-time total. Alexander Ovechkin would thrive under any system. You could have a demented toddler running around coaching your team.
1: Because, because here's the thing. Because Ovechkin doesn't play into a system. He open. is
0: the system. He
1: is the system that you form around.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You literally Ovechkin. You don't tell Ovechkin what to do. He does what he does, and you formulate your game plan around that.
0: Does it matter who Tom Brady's head coach is? No, it doesn't. We've no. learned we've learned that yeah. it doesn't matter who is in charge of Alexander Ovechkin's team that he plays for. They will dictate how that team plays through Alexander Ovechkin. That's what Dallas doesn't have. That's why I think Barry Trots would be perfect there. Yeah. And I I would love to see Peter DeBoer in Florida. No offense to Andrew Burnett, man. Go cut your teeth somewhere else because clearly, great offensive team, great regular season team, not ready for the moment.
1: He is not, and that is a that's a team that was poised and ready for to do something. I think in the playoffs this year, Mm -hmm. and you kind of shit the bed. Yeah, and yeah, I'm sorry, you you're not going to have that seat after this year, and that because that team that team. If they, you know, they're going to have a lot of the same guys. So, they need to be poised and ready to go next season.
0: Uh, yeah, I think you need to bring in a guy with experience, guy that's won. Uh, a guy b- that's
1: been to a Stanley Cup final. hmm You need a guy that's been to a Stanley Cup final. Because he knows what's going to get you there. And he knows what, you know, deadline acquisitions that team's going to need. Yeah. Because that team's going to need it.
0: Yeah. They always do. They're gonna to need to find something. Yeah, guys like Anthony Duclair just not showing up. Yeah, that, Huber, nobody's gonna. I don't think anybody's gonna be as mad as Jonathan Huberdeau. Maybe, maybe Ekblad. Jonathan Huberdeau just completely vacant from this playoffs.
1: Didn't I? Don't think he put up a single point.
0: I think he finally got one, one goal later on. And like, I can understand having a bad series. Maybe a team has a bad matchup for you, right? Right. Absolutely. These are, these are playoff teams. You're going to have some, you know, some crazy matchups against you. And the Caps have have good blue line, but it's inexcusable to have it in back to back series. That means you were not ready for the moment. Yeah. And I don't think Hubie was ready for the moment, man. You gotta. That's. You know what? He's going to be having a lot of
1: conversations in the mirror this off because you got to figure your shit out, buddy. Because if you're going to make a lot of money in this league, yeah, you can produce and you can produce in the regular season, all the fuck you want to. Yeah, but at the end of the day, man, they don't put you in—they the, don't put you in a Hall of Fame for what you do in the regular season.
0: It was the Ovi effect. Ovi went 13 years where he won a cup. Ovi would always get knocked out by Pittsburgh or New York or whoever, or the Devils. Yep. In playoffs, second round. He'd run into a buzzsaw, and it's like, is Ovi ever going to get over the hump? And then he finally did. Yeah. And that's why the Ovi celebration with the cup is like the most legendary footage of all time. What a, what a, what a grand. Triple fisting Stella Artois at a Nationals Park before he throws out the first pitch. Yeah. Iconic. Swimming in the fountain, doing whatever you want. Like, the president resides in D.C., but Ovi was in charge of the country for a while. Oh, yeah. Um... I think the Panthers are on the precipice of being a team that could win a cup. Yeah,
1: very much so. They're there. I
0: think Spencer Knight's great. I think Bob will be somewhere else in the next two years. If anybody'll take that contract, I don't know if they will.
1: Dude, he's gotta he's gonna have to take less money because he's not he his agent's gonna have to tell him you ain't worth no ten million no more, Bob.
0: That's uh that's gonna be a big cap hit for them, so that'll suck, but the cap's are gonna go up exponentially in the next two years with new T V deals. So we'll have that to look forward to as NHL fans. Higher salary cap equals better teams. Um, I think Spencer Knight's right there breathing down his neck, though. Interesting to see what that kid can do in a full season. But right now, the Panthers have the pieces. I think they could use a guy like John Klingberg on their blue line, second-line defenseman, who could run a power play after Ekblad. That way you don't have to have five forwards out there. You could use that that D-man that can run that like an a-la Seth Jones and Zach Gorensky, so you don't have to have five forwards out there yeah, running around like banshees. Um, but Ford is there. The President's Trophy is a curse. That curse is real. It was a great season. If I was a Panthers fan, I'd obviously be very, very salty. But I think the future is brighter than, than they can see right now.
1: Hello! Look at that, Colorado! Nate tying that bad boy up. Uh,
0: Eric Johnson?
1: Eric Johnson. Thank you. I got you. you yeah. Know, you know what I almost said?
0: Tyler Johnson. Yeah, I can see on your face. I actually almost said Jack Johnson. that uh, not either one. There you go. Jack Johnson. What are you morally bankrupt? hey Um. Do you have anything more to say about the Florida Panthers?
1: I have nothing to say about the Florida Panthers. You pieces of shit. Sorry. It's okay. I love you. I really do. I, I, I really love the Florida Panthers, but you guys really let me down. I'm mad. I'm, All right. I'm disappointed
0: and mad. That's fair. Um, Right now, what do you got? Stanley Cup final matchup. Let's go.
1: I'm still riding with my original choice, Carolina versus Colorado. What do you think is the most likely right now? The most likely right now, I think, is Colorado-Tampa Bay.
0: I agree. I and think- you know why I love that? matchup.
1: Because Colorado wins it.
0: Uh hopefully. That being said though, I think that's where Tampa's offense would start to high fly. Because they're gonna have to match the Abs. Right now they don't have to match anyone. Vazzy is doing all the work. So they're able to just kinda float by, you know, offensively. But, I don't think they are floating by though. I think I like if that if they're floating by. They're floating by because Vazy's doing all the heavy lifting. Is, is my point. Like, tonight they had 25 shots, two goals. Florida They gave up 49 shots by Florida. Granted, a desperate team went back to do a corner. He's going to play desperately. Which is why elimination games in Stanley Cup playoffs are so fun. Because a team that's down 3-1, even if it's 3-0 or 3-1, they play like wild animals. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's insane. But... I think Colorado-Tampa is the most likely. I would love to see Colorado-Carolina. I'm with you. Let's go least desirable matchup that you don't want to watch.
1: Ooh, boy! I would say
0: least desirable. Man, mine mine is St. Louis and Carolina. Boring, snooze fest. Clogged the ice. Low scoring.
1: Yeah, that would be a pretty bad one. I could also throw out there. Oh, my God. Oh, they Nick.
0: just scored again. <laughs> oh, my God. Codry. <laughs> He's giving him the sauce, dude. Codry's <laughs> giving him the fucking sauce. He shushed, he shushed him, too. He said, shut the fuck up. Did he, he, you know he knows exactly where Bennington's sitting up there in the owner's box? Oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. That was amazing. Codry with the fuck you. That was great. This is why they're Cup favorites.
1: Absolutely. Um, I would also throw out there as a terrible matchup a um, St. Louis Blues and Tampa Bay, just because I know that that would be an easy Tampa win. And that would be not not fun to watch.
0: A quick, (laughs) quick sweep for the Cup. I think we all agree that St. Louis getting eliminated by Colorado is probably for the best. Yes. <laughs> In terms of the hockey viewing experience. It's not great. I'm sorry, John Hamm, if you listen to our podcast, I'm sorry that we're going against your beloved Saint Louis Blues. Yeah,
1: John Hamm, if you're listening to this, first of all, come on the pod and, you know, argue against us.
0: Second yeah, of all
1: second of all, don't care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is now. Um, Nate, that should just about wrap up now that we have less, you know, less teams, we're going to go a little more in depth. When we get to the conference finals. We're going to go into some more stats. Oh yeah, be a little more analytical with it because right now we still have to get through four in roughly an hour. Yeah, four four matchups.
1: And if you I just, guess now
0: we only have three. Yeah,
1: and real quick before we uh, before we get out of here, I just no. want to say to our, if to the listeners if you have made it this far,
0: <laughs> holy shit, dude! That was one of the worst trades. The Isles gave up n- or, Gave Tay's, the other Tay's.
1: Yeah, the other Kays.
0: To the abs for fucking nothing. Well, boys, this one's going five. I hate to say it. But Barubi, Barubi's beside himself. This one's going to go five. Um, Great season for Jordan Cairo. Brandon Sod, hard to hate a guy that played for the Jackets for a couple years. Yeah. Plays play for like every team right now at this point, though. Uh,
1: But anyway, as I was saying to the listeners, if you uh, have any good conversation, debate topics for the offseason that you want us to discuss, again, tweet at us, at Beerly Hockey or at us directly, at Stack Guy Nate at PostGradPhil, we will absolutely talk about them, and who knows, maybe we'll think about bringing you on, but
0: Let's yeah. not make
1: any promises. If,
0: yeah, if you have any fun debate topics that you'd like uh, for us to discuss in the offseason, because we're going to do a giant free agent episode. We'll, we'll do like a speculation episode, things like that. I love hypotheticals. Yes, and they make for great conversation pieces. So, yeah, just let us know, guys. So, that is about to wrap up this episode of Barely Hockey. Let's get the fuck out of here. For Name McBride, I'm Phil Razor. Barely Hockey.